Well, hello, and welcome to Movie Night Autopsy. I'm one of your hosts, Asher. I'm Sam. I'm Chad. And tonight, we are excited to be here once again, celebrating friendship and cinema. This one's going to be good. Film. They're all good. But this one's going to be especially good. This one is especially American. So I'm, I'm pretty, you know, it's, uh, you know, I'm proud to be an American most days. So, like, you know. The, the Coen brothers do that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. They... Their, their movies are very American. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, you know, as as per usual, we're trying to follow the only rule we seem to be able to follow, which is that at least one of us has not seen it, so that it is a new experience for someone, and someone else may be able to watch someone seeing the movie for the first time. It seems to be the best rule to follow, so that's, I think, why it became the only rule to follow. It's the easiest rule to follow. Yeah, it's pretty easy. I can't even remember the other rules. Um, something about... Beer? Beer, and... Cooking and something else. Yeah, it's all. It's a whole. We wrote it down, but I mean, obviously, I don't have a piece of paper anymore because it was important. That's twenty eighteen. Who uses paper? Yeah. Anyhow, have we all calmed down from Fargo? Here's the thing, man. I saw I saw Fargo for the first time whenever I was about fifteen years old, and and I haven't calmed down since then from Fargo, because just I I don't think you ever calmed down from Fargo. So you're fifteen. Yeah, somewhere around there. What made you want to watch it? Um, I was hanging out with the cool hipster, hipster trendy kids. Oh, and, yeah? And we watched movies like Fargo and talked about how great of a movie it was and how it's so cool that we're 15 and we're watching movies like Fargo. That does sound pretty cool. Damn, I wish I was doing that at 15. Yep. Yeah, I mean, we were also watching the first Ghostbusters and talking about how much it was, how it was so much better than the second one. But yeah. Yeah, and listening to Modest Mouse before Float On came out, you know, stuff like that. Look, these are all different podcasts that we can record in the future, but right now we are talking about Fargo. I vote we don't talk about the Modest Mouse podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, you know, they were, uh, yeah, let's move it's on. Like, it's like a podcast made just for Sam. Yeah, we'll make we'll, the we'll, same stuff. We'll we'll gonna, this, this is not, this, yeah, I had nothing to do with this. <laughs> we'll put it on the backlog. Uh, yeah, just, so. just way, way back, way back. So, Fargo. Fargo. So the movie, important. not the show. Yeah, it's going to take me a minute to get used to talking about the movie, but I think I can handle it. Oh, man, that because, movie, though. I think it's just because I watched the show. That movie, though. The, I mean, movie the show does a good job of capturing, you know, yeah. a lot, but while also being its own thing. But but, but just talking about the movie, man, like, that, it's just it's just crazy, stacked on crazy, stacked on crazy. Like, from the very first scene, man. Like, first scene, William H. Macy walks into the bar, and, like, there's Steve Buscemi, and... That uh, that that big Slavic guy that who's in the Lost World, the yeah. second Jurassic Park movie, he gets yeah. eaten by a lot of little dinosaurs. That's he does, guy. yeah, he does. He's that guy. But uh, so nice for thing. all of you out there who remember so that you, guy, you big <laughs> Jurassic Park, the Lost World fans, but not of the other ones. <laughs> but, 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 but this is a but this is a movie that like really establishes its own world. Just like just within within the course of just it's, it's a little over ninety minutes. It's not even a super long movie. It feels longer than ninety minutes. It's I don't mean be, that in a bad way, because it's, it's just so heavy. And that's exactly like I mean I think that's kind of the point. Like it just yeah. so much about it is uncomfortable, and some of the stuff that's about it that's uncomfortable is not life threatening. So whenever the life threatening stuff comes around, it's like especially uncomfortable. Like like that whole scene, uh, the whole scene where where um. Oh man, I'm forgetting characters' names because it's been so long. Big fan, huh? <laughs> hey man, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, I've only seen the movie once. Gracie, you know, March, right? March. Is that her name? 
Yeah, Marge, Margie. Yeah, Margie. Margie. Yeah, she uh, she goes Margie out she goes Margie. out to dinner she goes out to dinner with um the friend from high school and it's, and it's just, just so awkward. It has it's nothing so to do with the movie either. Well, it just, we're just of ourselves. Like, we've I mean, yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah, there there is a there is an important like aspect of that scene, but we'll we'll get into that later. I mean, like, but from the first scene right away, I feel like they do a great job of establishing the universe that they're going to exist within. Like William H Macy walks in, and and as far as he knows, he's like right on time. And he walks up to Steve Buscemi, and Steve Buscemi right away is like, "Hey, uh, so you're late." <laughs> it's like, like oh gee, she uh, she told me she told me eight thirty, no seven thirty. <laughs> oh gee, well she told me eight thirty. Don't you know? Just I, like they established the tone of the movie like real quick. Is this in North Dakota? Is that where this um, is? North Fargo? Dakota and Mi- North Dakota and Minnesota. Fargo is in North Dakota. But but, uh, but the movie kind of goes back and forth across those it, two states. The opening scenes in Fargo, and then they never go back to Fargo in the whole movie. They spend it's a lot of it in Brainerd. Brainerd and... Uh, right here in Brainerd. Right, take care of it right here in Brainerd. Right here in Brainerd. But Brainerd and uh, kind of the Minneapolis area. I remember that. That's where um, she meets suburbs. the friend. That's where she meets the friend in yeah. Minneapolis. And mm-hmm. she goes there to do some detectiving. We're also getting ahead of ourselves because William H. Macy is there... Because you find out that these guys are uh, they're they're hitmen, you know, just mercenary, just 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 people for hire, just thugs for hire, essentially. Yeah, they're, they're thugs. Thugs for hire. And Steve Buscemi is the only one who really talks. The other, the Lost World guy is very quiet <laughs> most of the time. Most they of the time, he doesn't lot. talk a whole lot. He mostly he mostly just looks he mostly just looks big and scary, and he does a really good job of just looking big and scary. Mm-hmm. Doesn't speak, he? Does he has like? Few lines like the whole movie. Yeah. It's because Steve Buscemi. We split the cut. Yeah, I just yeah. thought of the same one. Yeah, we the same split line. the cut. It was like yeah. at the end of the movie. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Seriously, that's after all the shit's gone down and so yeah. much shit goes down. We're about to get to the shit. Oh yeah. Like so, what's, what's happening? The first shit? This is the first shit. No, what's this, the first shit? Like well, the oh. heavy shit. Whenever they get pulled over, right here in Rainerd. Oh, that's right. When they, okay. But we haven't gone over why. He's why? Why they're in, in the Rainerd? Why they're in that car? Why they got pulled over? And it's because William H Macy, who was directed by uh, one of his mechanics, because you know he works for a used car company, so he's dealing with this. So like the the I guess the auto mechan- the auto mechanics that they typically deal with. One of the guys who works there is an ex con, has connections, got him in touch with Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi got a hold of this big motherfucker he's just Ooh. essentially supposed to be the muscle in the situation and Steve Buscemi I don't think has ever worked personally with the quiet yeah they said it was the first he has job. it's the first Jay's he has things it. but it's the first time he's worked with him he's a uh, yeah Steve Buscemi Steve Buscemi knows the auto mechanic he, that, like, that's who he knows yeah and William H. Macy went through him to find these guys yep. so these guys they're meeting William H. Macy to see exactly what the job entails William H. Macy is hiring them to kidnap his wife because his father-in-law is like this big parking lot, like Titan, this big tycoon guy, and uh, he wants to extort money from him. You know, he needs the money. He needs the money. Well, he he needs the money. He needs the money. Like essen- did, did essentially. Did exactly why he needs the yeah, money? He, yeah, he, he, yeah, yeah. He he found this business venture. It's a, it was because of business fraud, right? Like they explained later on in the movie, he was like pulling some kind of fraud deal on like cars. 
he was saying he was selling, but he wasn't really selling or something like that. Well, oh, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. that's 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 kind of unrelated to why he wants the money though. Oh, I, no, I think that's I, how that's how he got the car because he those because Steve Buscemi and the Lost World guy, yeah. that's how he pays them. He paid them with the car, mm -hmm. and then he also was going to give them. I think it was like a hundred thousand dollars or something like that. Yeah, yeah, a pretty large sum of money. But it was the it was the father-in-law. But he money. was getting a but he was getting a million dollars from the father-in-law. He yeah. was going to keep the rest of that, give them a hundred thousand because that's nothing in comparison to the nine hundred that he's walking away with. Yeah, and he was going to use that as an investment for a piece of land that he found, and if he works with this company that he that he found to work through. He was going to get a great price on it, and he was going to get a huge like investment return on it. So that's what he was wanting he was to do. To make a fortune. He was looking to make a fortune that way, but he needed the capital to put down. He didn't have the capital so, to put so that's down. That's where the cars come in. No, the car was the car was just it's part of the cockamamie scheme to get the capital in the first place. Yeah, so I always kind of figured like the, the car the car was the cover. the car was a down payment for the for the hitman. Yeah. It was like, hey, I can't pay you the money yet. I can't pay you the money until we get the money from the person, from the father-in-law, because he's the one who's going to pay the ransom. But I can give you this car as a down payment, and that's where the car stuff came in. He used that to steal the car off the lot, and he's constantly avoiding the company the, for the entire movie because he doesn't want to get found out for stealing the car. Mm-hmm. Till after he's already pulled off his scheme. Mm-hmm. Which is not going well. Which and none of it goes well. Well, we've only like, just like not even a little bit. Not even a little bit, and that's what I'm saying. This movie does such a good job of establishing the first scene. He's an hour late to meet the hitman in the first it's place. Already, it's already it goes off. wrong from the very right beginning. Away. They should have well, walked away then. From the, the very second, beginning. The second thing that goes wrong is quite bad because the two hitmen in the car that is stolen from the lot are driving to go find the wife and mm -hmm. kidnap her. No, no, they already have the wife. Wait, By the time they get pulled over, they already have the wife. Oh, yeah. that's right. Never that's, mind. Why, that's why they freaked out by getting pulled over. That's not, not the, the second car. thing they freaked out. Yeah, they're not getting worried about getting pulled over because of the car. Yeah. They're worried because they have a kidnapped woman in their back seat. Yes, they do. It's a pretty what the fuck moment whenever they go to kidnap her, uh -huh. but but no, but, but nobody dies. <laughs> yep. They knock uh -huh. her out, and that's kind of fucked up. But no one dies. It's I think what makes this like action and and all these kind of what the fuck moments work really well is because like so much of the movie is just a, a big display of monotony and not just monotony like almost celebrated monotony of like how much this world exists by just the same old shit mm -hmm. every day yeah. one thing one thing it's that, so bland this movie does not celebrate violence That's, no that is for sure no. like no. violence it's is violence dark. is grotesque and horrific in this movie and just it's I don't know. It's it's they they do a great job of portraying it and just making it making it seem very terrifying whenever it's happening. Yeah. Like, like whenever uh, whenever Lost World decides to kill the police officer because he's not taking the bribe right here in Brainerd. Right here in Brainerd. And this is after they've kidnapped the wife. The wife is in the trunk, and mm -hmm. and now he's hearing the wife in the trunk because she's kind of going crazy mm -hmm. back there. Guy shoots him in the head. It's brutal. It's, it's all over Steve Buscemi's face. Oh, it's yeah. brutal. And it's he's brutal. There. And, and Steve Buscemi has to get out because he doesn't of, even believe. Of it. course, like because one of the because like like this guy one of the few lines that he has, he's like move the body. <laughs> so Steve Buscemi, of course, has to get out and move the body off the road and clear the car off the road so it doesn't you know look that suspicious until until sunrise. 
but a car drives by. That's so crazy. Yep. As he's doing that, so of course Lost World out. has to get behind the wheel, chase the car down, yeah, yeah, and kill two innocent people. And kill two innocent people. In a very drawn out scene, and he chases one down. He chases one down, and then one he walks up to, who's already like pinned down by the car, and just yeah. fucking They're already yeah. execution yeah. style. Yeah. And later, the, the execution cop, style. Yeah, the later the cop says, "Well, there's a shot to the hand too, so obviously there was some sort." It was of a defensive wound. Defensive wound. Yeah. Fucking Margie. Margie, for two things, Margie's a good cop. Margie's a good She's cop. Best, you know, and. Oh, don't you know? And she, <laughs> we and, haven't really gotten into Margie yet. Oh, right, yeah. well, this is where Margie well, comes Mar- in. This, yeah. yeah, Margie comes in because this happens on a highway in her jurisdiction. Yeah, right she's, there, right there in Brainerd. Right there in Brainerd. A lot of, lot of homicides, all stacked up. Mm-hmm. Cop and the two civilians, mm-hmm. and they gotta put the pieces together. That's really when the movie starts taking off. And she's the one who does it too. She, she, she's she, the she, only besides she rides up and she's like, "Oh yeah, well, uh, reckon they killed the cop over here. These guys." Uh, Unfortunate enough to be driving by and took out the witnesses. And oh, gee, Margie. So, yeah, Margie's oh, a great, fantastic protagonist. You just, it's, it's weird for a movie, you don't meet your protagonist until like a good chunk in into the, the first yeah, act. A good chunk of, in. Yeah. And then she comes in. And she's yeah. just like the sweetest lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see. At uh, the same time, after all that, she's not hard. Yeah, before you see her, you see a kidnapping, you uh-huh. see. Uh, you, you the see, shots of the head. You see Steve. Well, you see Steve Buscemi in Lost World hooking up with a couple of hookers back in wherever oh, yeah, they that's were staying. Right. It's that's a pretty right. brutal movie until she shows up, and it continues to be a brutal movie. You see, uh, you see William H Macy be really bad at selling cars. Mm-hmm. It's very uncomfortable. <laughs> I thought he has got that true coat. So you got that. Got well. You see, you, you got to have the true coat. The factory, so not much I can do. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're, you're a bad man. You're, you're a bad, bad man. Uh, I forgot about that. And the guy curses at him, and his wife is so upset and distraught by the just truly awkward scene happening. It's like, I can't believe this is happening to us. I can't believe this man is trying to rip us off. And on top of that, this woman's like, I can't believe my husband. I have to deal with, like, he's being this absurd in public right now. When he curses, she's mm-hmm. truly shocked because it's Minnesota nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and that's the nice. world these people live in it's which is their nice. version that's... of southern hospitality yes don't you know don't you know but it's just that's that's what makes this world crazy to me is just if there wasn't for violence how much this world is just bland and just too polite and so damn boring just like the whites well and I, and I think <laughs> I, I think that uh, a big a big like part of this movie is just how quickly things can go wrong, you know, just just with the uh, when someone pursues corruption the way the way Mace Mace's character yeah. does, just I mean from the very beginning things start going wrong. Yeah, the, the kidnapping don't goes worry, the kidnapping goes it. wrong because they weren't supposed to uh, they weren't there wasn't supposed to be any kind of violence involved. They weren't supposed to knock her out. To put well, how do you kidnap someone without like? Having some sort of idea. William H Macy doesn't know, out. doesn't doesn't understand how it works. You know, I mean. I guess there's no point. And just man, that that really shot, bad. that shot of her on the couch where she's just like sitting there watching <laughs> TV. She's like eating some potato and chips or something. And walks up her back porch. And you just see the expression on her face change, man. Like props <laughs> to the actress. She like, yeah, yeah she man. killed that scene. That was good stuff. Yeah, oh, and she looked genuinely terrified. So when Margie comes in, and you 
get to see like pretty early on like she her sees cop, the massacre yeah. she sees the massacre but her cop work is really good oh yeah so she's like and she's pregnant the, and she's pregnant she is pregnant with, like the nicest husband in the world let me make you some eggs who like yeah. always no. takes care of let her let me make you some eggs Margie get to that in just so, you're, so you're kind of freaked out for her but then like but you you, you hold out because like if you really pay attention to the dialogue in the first couple scenes like she really shows what a good cop she is and like when she's in the car with the other deputy and it's like well I got the book out and I see where her plates and just put DLR so I figured the cop wrote part of it down didn't figure it later and then Margie pans over and she's just like oh I'm, I'm not sure I'm happy with your cop work there Lou because <laughs> yeah. those are uh, dealer plates it's like oh yeah it's like yeah yeah. So it's just like, oh, fuck, well, they figured that out, like, right away. Mm -hmm. That's, like, such a, like, if she wasn't that smart and didn't realize that's what, like, dealer plates do, I guess, then it would have taken them, like, weeks to figure out to check, check like, used car lots from missing cars. Mm -hmm. Cop work. It's good cop work. Good cop. Yeah. Damn fine cop and it's, work, Margie. And it's been a couple of months, so don't Props to Frances McDormand, man. She does just, she, she, she plays, she, she uh, I think she got a nomination. I don't know that she won. She I don't quite remember what happened next, where they go to next in the plot. Like, they killed the cop, they got the kidnapped wife. The um, rest of the movie is everything falling apart slowly. Yeah, that's what I'm trying, I'm trying to remember how the yeah. Steve, Steve, I think the Steve Buscemi goes Well, it goes to, pretty wrong, you know, when they're trying to do the kidnapping and they have to fucking knock her out. There's by, a lot of Margie in Minnesota. Her. Like, a lot of Margie in Minnesota, like, interviewing people. And it, her getting somewhere or not mm -hmm. getting somewhm that's she where she sees the old friend yeah 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 yes yeah. 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 the awkward the bad day awkward with the old well, he, he gives her a so call awkward. he, gives, he gives her do, a call has nothing to do with the oh hey there Margie oh, I saw yeah. you on the TV there yeah I saw you uh, giving an interview there yeah and I uh, just well, gave you a call yeah yeah doing great there Margie I uh just wondered maybe you'd like to some dinner sometime oh yeah oh yeah no, oh, but the movie okay. that oh over in Minneapolis. That scene has nothing to do with the movie. Here's it's the a thing. great scene. Are we that getting? To, are, we get, are, are we getting? To, are we getting to that scene? Are yes, we getting there? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm talking about that scene. scene. Like, I you, you know what? You know why that scene's important? Because that guy starts off by talking about how fine he is, you know, and uh, how how great he's doing, but then he breaks down really quickly because his wife is sick, and you know, she's. She's dying, or or or, uh, or she died recently. I can't I can't remember if she's if she had died yet from the well, disease. Well, let me she, insert she died real from quick. cancer a couple couple years. Hold on, but, couple years before. But yeah, like he, and he was he was dealing with that and it was hitting him really hard and he was just feeling so lonely because of it. Yeah. And tried to get close to her because of it and oh, she was just like yeah he is yeah. he this scene starts with him trying to. Um, uh, be a, as Grace would say, a space invader. Uh, you know, this is a guy who tries to really get into a girl's personal space before he's he knows. so lonely that he kind of. And that's gets that's too close that's to the whole yeah, thing. Too fast, too close. That's to the whole thing. thing. Up right away. That, but yeah. that's the whole thing, and that's his story. Then yeah. a couple scenes later, Frances McDormand is talking to a friend of hers mm -hmm. and brings up that it's like, oh yeah, well you know, I saw so and so the other night. I had dinner with him. And she was like, oh, yeah, you know, it's too bad about him. Yeah, you know, his wife divorced him. Or, uh, no, 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 it wasn't even that. He, he, he was never, parents. he was he never even married. Yeah, he did. This he never even married her. He married the girl yeah. in high school that he, she mentioned, he mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, that. High school with Margie and him. What was the guy's name? I don't remember the guy's name. Anyway, so he didn't go. He did. He but did, but that but, is important. Yeah. That is important because Marge realized that somebody can lie so convincingly right to your face. Mm -hmm. Yep. And something William H Macy has not been doing well though in the movie thus far. Nope. And so, like the next scene, she goes right back to William H Macy's office. That's right. It, was that is either is this a, because is, she realized that William H Macy was fucking lying his yeah. ass off the last time she talked to him. Now, is this the scene where he loses his shit at her, or is this the scene where he takes off? This is the scene where he takes off. So he goes on the run. That's when they put out the APB. Mm -hmm. um, so the whole thing and things for William H Macy have already started going. Oh bad. man, it's been going because bad the whole time. Steve Buscemi comes to the city to pick up the ransom money. He brings in. His father-in-law and Stan Grossman. After, goes after, crazy on it. Don't call the cops. After holding his wife hostage at that cabin in the middle of the lake there. Mm. Way over in the lake there. Going crazy season two of Fargo, same lake. Season Bear two lake. of Fargo. Lake. Same Bears. lake. Bear lake. Um, Go Bears. But yeah, so they're, uh, so they're, they're keeping her out there and just, just horribly abusing her while she is in their custody. Mm -hmm. And Sibashimi finally decides to be the one to go and meet the dad because he's like, he's like, fuck you, Gary. Fuck you. I'm the one who's going to go and meet the fucking guy. So he goes there to meet, meet the dad. He meets the father-in-law who's already decided. And the, it's not supposed to be the father-in-law. No, it's, it's not. It's, it's, it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be Gary. It's supposed to be real simple because he doesn't know it's going to be the father-in-law. Or father Jerry. Is it Jerry? Jerry. Yeah, Jerry. Jerry Lendegar. Fuck you, Jerry. Jerry yeah. Lendegar. It's, a. Uh, and it's supposed to be Jerry, but it ends up being the dad. And he gets there, and he's just like, where the fuck is Jerry? Where's my daughter? And, and at this point, Steve Buscemi just does not have time for this anymore. He like, ain't having is none of it. Wrong. busy doing all the horrible things and talking over Do it. Do you have any idea what I've been through? Yeah. He talks, can we talk for a second? You know how bad a day it's been for me? Can we talk, can we talk for a second about Steve Three Buscemi's people character? are dead, but I'm having a bad day. Well, first of all, he's a thug for hire, so... He is a thug for hire. He won't shut up. He won't shut up the whole movie. Well, his other character's dead silent. He has someone else to be... Speaking of the other face. character, meanwhile... Meanwhile, back at the lake. She ends up breaking free, because she's had a bag over her head the entire time. The whole time that she's been captive, yeah. she's had a bag on her head, and she's been tied to a chair. Uh, she eventually is able to get loose from the chair, but she still has the bag from her, on her head, and her hands are bound, and she starts running. And Lost World is just sitting there. He's like he's like eating a TV dinner or yeah, something. Yeah, he's just sitting there watching TV. Watching, watching no, something. he's watching the static on the TV. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not really getting really getting it is a Coen Brothers movie. For those kids who don't know, back in the day, television went out over the airwaves. Over the airwaves, so you say. So if you weren't near some sort of transmitter or had some sort of amplified satellite dish, you ain't watching shit. We pretty much, uh... And there were some of us who had cables running through the ground or stretched out over our homes. The ground, you say? In the ground. All the way buried in the ground. Buried in the ground. So we're talking about? Fargo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're talking about when the wife... Is finally gets. She oh, she runs stays. off into the snow. Yeah, barefoot mm -hmm. in like a tracksuit or something or pajamas mm -hmm. or whatever. Yep. Yep. And the wait doesn't. Doesn't she get killed somehow? She does. I yeah. Think, I think they don't show up at the end. You see, we're like. She ran into something. 
That's what I was saying. I thought she, you like hit her head. No, like no, oven. she had a bag over her head or something. I, I'm like you said, it's been, I've only seen the movie once. This was the first time. Didn't she run into something? She had something over her head, and she was she just run, she was just freaking out, running and around. Running. Lost World is just watching it unfold, eating his dinner, just kind of like I don't know what I'm fucking supposed to do about this. And she eventually hit, just also hit something. Runs into something. Yeah, she's yeah. still tied to the chair too. Something like that. So yeah, she just she, she just falls back, over and dies. Yeah. Like she's just been there for like a day. Yeah. But okay, go back to the the showdown between Steve Buscemi and father-in-law guy. Um, that's when things like really goes to like there's there's like a point of no return yep and this is before the wife I think this point of no return of there's no coming back from this They're, they've all made their best yeah. this horrible decision where's my daughter and he, he tries to talk a bunch of shit and he pulls out a pistol and shoots it ends up being a quick draw match and see if Shimmy gets shot in the face which is like so it's like but it, like, it, it goes through it like goes chin, through the yeah. side of his jaw he yeah. has to use the money to hold the blood in and he shoots the old man like looks like in the stomach at least oh yeah Oh, it's this awesome he, he tags shot. Him, he tags him a couple times. Yeah, it's this, it's this awesome shot on the top of a parking garage with just snow everywhere. Yeah, the whole movie, one of the characters in the movie is just snow. At first, so, so yeah. let's talk about these landscape shots. The because, landscape shots. Because at first, I was going to finish synopsis and then kind of like, well, I really okay, wanted to okay, talk that's, about it. That sounds fair. Just, just like I, feel like, I feel like that's a big part of this movie. Mm-hmm. Like oh yeah, you're talking about him laying there in the and, snow. And so he kills off the dowdy, takes off, and Jerry shows up late, and we're like, oh, oh yeah. God, everything's gone. Oh yeah, things Dude, have just got Just that worse. shot, man. He just he drives right up, and you see a shot of the back of the car, and then he sits there for just a second, and then pop. Oh, it was a truck. I was thinking about that shot the other day, and I was like, well, it's heavy, that man. From? I was thinking about it. It's heavy. Yeah, he just like he really takes it in stride. If you think about it, that's <laughs> some fucked up. Yeah, shit he's just like, out. well, my father-in-law's dead now, so I don't know how I'm gonna get my wife back or get yeah. some money, but we'll figure it out. I and you know what Jerry does? He goes to work the next day. Oh, well. Oh, well. Oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. Oh, it's my wife. Oh, jeez. I can't. That part where he's like trying to rehearse the phone call to his yeah. like, father-in-law. Mm-hmm. Just goes, Dad, it's, oh, it's Gene. My it's, wife. It's my wife's it's dad. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, you see William H. Macy rehearse. He, he rehearsed report, yeah, recording in this kidnapping. It's a pretty... Pretty little intimate movie with a few characters. You yeah. really get to know them. You also get to see we don't we didn't mention that even though the father in law certainly did not deserve to die, he also kind of went Rambo because the Oh yeah. The kidnappers wanted they claimed to wanted to meet with William H. Macy. Mm-hmm. And of course they did, because they were in league with William H. Macy. And, William H. and William H. Macy was supposed to just take like the money, the money to take the to money. Them. He was going to take the majority of the money and give them the hundred thousand or whatever. Yeah, so much that like when he told the fact, guys they fact, were splitting I, it fifty fifty. Yeah, in fact, I think that yeah, like they were only getting a percentage of that. So it's like William H Macy was telling them a hundred thousand is what they were getting, and they were going to split that between the two. Like so, it was so it was doubly fucked up. Yeah. What William H Macy was doing, he was pulling, he was trying to play. He was trying to pull something on two people at one at the same time. time. And not as a result of it so because Steve Buscemi after he kills the father-in-law finds out how much money they he were sees how much money it he's is. like holy shit and he goes and just pulls over on the side of the road goes and buries it in the snow and he marks it with like a shovel one random like a, like a ice yeah it's like because, because, because going, speaking of landscapes you know just like it's a just yeah, a big landscape 
those ice shovels. They're for they're little shovels for wind. Scraping the ice. You scrape the ice out your windshield or off your bumper or something. I I I live in Florida, man. That's what I'm telling you, buddy. I just, I just you know I've never had to use one. Well, ice is like water, but it's like still all the time. (laughs) 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 Miss Hedberg, everybody. Uh, and um, so we're so far into the shitstorm into this movie, it's hard to realize oh where God, we left off. Long shitstorm. But let's say we picked up after the father-in-law, who even though the father-in-law was a little bit headstrong, he should have called the cops, shouldn't have tried to handle it by himself. He tries yeah. to confront the kidnappers by himself against their wishes. Frankly, everything would have been fine if he just followed instructions. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, he would have gotten his yeah, daughter back. Yes, the criminals well, are, like, giving you the instructions, and you're losing a bunch of money. But, like, still seems like a better idea. Actually, he wouldn't have gotten what he wanted because, meanwhile, while the father-in-law's getting shot, the wife accidentally dies trying to escape. Yeah, Yeah, I don't think think Lost World, like, hits her or anything, does he? No, she runs into something. something? That's what's funny. It's a comedic... But then it's like no, the, the, whole, the like, whole movie actually, is funny and like it's just scene, really dark, the scene of the, sad the, the, kind of the way. The girl wandering around with the bag over her head, and Lost World's just kind of watching her in silence, and she ends up running into something and dying. That's like if you could just have a little clip in the dictionary under dark comedy. That's yes. dark comedy. It's a yeah. funny scene. It's slapstick, but then it's where, the worst result at the end. It's of the it. most. Yeah. It's argue okay. Besides the the protagonist, her coworkers, and her husband, like, the, the whole wife reason. is just as innocent as they oh, are. Oh man, she does not deserve yeah, to die. She did, not, so, just, she like, did not deserve that at all. So just, her husband paid them to kidnap her so he could get some yeah. money to pursue a business venture. Like, it's just it's horrible on all fronts. I think that's fair grounds for a divorce. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> right. oh, there he goes. Oh, oh there he is. Uh, I think. I think. I mean, you know, classic Asher. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, after after someone's hired people to kidnap you, and you're in that situation, yeah, I think you can. You know, okay. it's, not, it's not in the Bible, but I think I'd be okay with it. <laughs> Are you done? So Steve Buscemi gets back to the cabin, over there by the, oh you know by the lake. Oh, which was in the okay, yeah. yeah. You know we're we're going crazy out there by the lake. Crazy out there. Oh, there's that scene with the cop and the bartender and the thing, and there's the guy who won't shut up. This is where Steve Buscemi shoots himself in the foot because he never shuts up. The guy, the bartender, tells the cop a story about a guy acting crazy at a bar talking about he's going crazy out there at the going lake. Going crazy out there at the lake. Last guy who upset me. Last guy who upset me, you know, he's dead now. Ain't from old age. Uh-huh. And he was a little fella. He's funny looking. That's Steve Buscemi. That's Steve Buscemi. Yeah. yeah. Funny looking. So, so it gives a tip. So this really cool scene. It's like, well, the guy said, so he, I think she called it in. So called it in. <laughs> Uh-huh. And that gives the tip for Francis McDormand to later take a drive out to the lakes and check out for a thing and look for the brand new cut seat at the car. Anyway, but Steve Buscemi gets back to the, the climax to the of the cabin. movie. Yeah, yeah, the heavy part of the movie. And he's mm. like, he shows up. And he's just he's like... He's the wife dead on the floor who's just been lying there. He does not care. He doesn't give a shit. By this point, he's also shot in the face. Shot in the face. Yeah, he's been shot in the holding, face. He's been holding, like, bathroom tissue and yeah. dollar, bills. dollar bills to, like... On, on his face. To, like, hold the blood in. And he gets there. And he's like... 
and he just like throws down the money. He has no intentions of telling him how much money is actually oh, there. Oh no, he's just come back with the money that, that he would right owe them. Plus, still thinks he's, he's splitting like, half of he's that. He's like, like, what, twenty five thousand dollars? Yeah, sixty. No, sixty thousand for them. I think it was going to okay. be sixty thousand. So he, he throws down. He throws down thirty thousand. He's like thirty thousand dollars for the job. I'm taking the car. There's the keys to the truck. Fucking out of here. And last one's like, we split it. Split the car. We split the car. We split the car. It's the second what? line you in the want movie. A, you <laughs> want to cut it in half? Move the body. Split the car. Are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? You want to cut it in half? Because one of us pays the other one out. He goes, whatever, I don't care. What does he tell me? No, no, you know, he's like, like, did you notice I've been fucking shot in the face? I got shot in the fucking face. You know. He sounds like he has a bunch of numbers. Splitting shit. And Lost World does not care that he's been shot in the face. He's as indifferent to that as he is to the wife who is dead on the floor. Been some still, time now, too. Still funny and also the Awful. definition of dark yeah, comedy. Of dark comedy. <laughs> yeah. And then he feels that. So it's, it's yeah. just a big it's cycle. It's a circle. It's a cycle. And it's a cycle. He's like, we're done. Take the car. Well, Go. He, said, he says something to him like, that no, he points a gun at it and it says, "Are we cool?" Are we oh, that's what it was. He yeah, points he's like, like, "Oh yeah." Lost World and says, uh, "Are we cool?" I'm and, taking the car. Uh-huh. Are we cool? And you kind of figure the Lost World. That's like the one thing Lost World's like. All right, that was it. That was it. That was it. That was the thing. And as he walks over to the car, next thing you know, Lost World's coming at him with a motherfucking axe. axe. Big with giant axe. 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 Axes him right in the goddamn fucking Just shoulder. Axes then we it cut. Down. Then we cut to first. Oh. Then we cut to Margie. You know, driving around the lake, talking. To another cop on the phone yeah and she's just like alright well let's uh, well I'm gonna try the lake and see what's going on and that's when she's like there's the car they're like wait for backup Margie hold on and she does not wait for backup she what really should have was that your by the rules of the movie something was gonna happen to her but it's Margie so she's fine yeah spoiler She's fine. She's fine. Uh, oh, yeah. Spoiler for the movie. Oh, Margie's yeah. She, fine. They're she, doing okay. The she movie gets is the so drop brutal on. to this point. You she gets, like, she they gets would the drop kill on. a pregnant woman. Like, the yeah, you're really nervous. Like, there's no point. rules of the movie anymore. Yeah. yeah, you're like, okay, anything, everyone could die yeah. in the movie. And so you're, still you're freaked out. So when she walks up, she she knocks on the door. There's but nothing. She, she gets the drop on him. She gets the drop on him, mainly because of the noise from the wood chipper that she that Lost World is putting Steve Buscemi down in. Oh, my God. And he's not quite going... So he's got to get like a stump or something it's to get a, that last bit in. It's actually you see like the blue jean from the leg and it sucks from the, the foot. Blood, yeah. And yeah, he's the, like the he's blood. like he's pushing he's a pushing he's got a foot. block of wood that and he's the, pushing it down the with. It's is, uh, the blood all over the snow. Yeah, you just oh see it. God. You're seeing it like the splatter and good. It's kind of like it's kind of like beautiful in a way. Yeah, it is a. I mean, like I mean, it's blood on snow. The contrast could not be clearer. I almost think it's a climax of the cinematography in the movie, but like we're gonna get to that in just a second. Anyhow, Margie gets the drop Lost, on Lost yeah. World. And I kind of, I kind of yeah. feel like in a lot of ways they're just like a Tarantino, huh? Such a good line. I always want to. This is the first time I saw it in 
Hold on, hold on. We gotta talk. I just, I gotta talk about this mom talk that she okay, gives. Yeah. Up. Like, you ever gotten in trouble when your parents were around, or they gotta come pick you up and talk to you? Yeah. That's what that scene was. Yep. yep. But he killed people. It's a lot of people. In and terrible. She, and she's ways. just like. People so are guess, dead, Peggy. Yeah. So I guess that hurt by the end was Mrs. Mondekar. And those three people in Brainers. I just don't understand it. And if it was his son, she'd be like, I'm, I'm very disappointed in you, Jesus. <laughs> but it's a criminal. Yep. And so that's. It was in like, some way involved with every so single one like of those people dying. Minnesota niceness has like the last like word on it of this crazy. Violent, like, just fall apart scheme. I also thought it was when I saw it for the first time. I thought it was really unfair that the Lost World was the guy who survived and was going to jail. Like, there's this oh, yeah. trail of and, dead people and Jerry Lundergaard. And Jerry, yeah, yeah he Jerry gets busted. He gets busted he in get a busted. hotel. We can call it like one oh, just, just a minute. That smart. Just, yeah. just a minute. Oh, okay, my oh. wife in the shower. Oh, yeah. My, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, just a minute. And by the way, if you really pay attention, he cannot get through that window. He is trying to cross it. He's yep. trying. It's, not, it's like 10 feet in the air. It's tiny, but he goes for it anyway. He's, he's trying. stupid Jerry Lundegaard, and he yep. doesn't know shit. And he, and he really freaks out. He really, he has the... He would be desperate you, if he was if smart. He has the Minnesota nice beside that you were talking about, yes. Chad. And he never breaks it, even nope. in the face of murder, until the very end when the well, cops finally get his hands on him and he freaks out and he starts screaming all kinds of he, stuff. Oh, he like, starts screaming like a child. Yeah, like, I can't go over, so I can't, I can't remember what he not, says. His wife's not threatened. Nope. I mean, he he's just knows, arrested. He just knows that he can no longer get out of it. He's so. just, and he's just not buying it. He's just like, no, I'm a nice guy. I just, I'm not gonna bad's been happening to me. And then Marge movies like that. And then Marge yeah. goes home at the Margie Margie goes home at the end of all of this. Except you're at the very least an accessory to so many murders. With with her with, to her artist husband, who's Who's gonna make you some eggs. Let me make you some eggs. Got on a stamp. Um and that's that's the conclusion of the movie. It's just her going you know, so the day it's another day on the job for her. Yep. You know, so she just goes home, goes to her goes back to her husband. Well it's not exactly another day on the job. She's she like she even talks about it a couple times in the movie. She's never seen anything quite like this. Oh yeah. But uh at the same time she does just kind of move on. Mm-hmm. So, so now that we got to the end of the movie, let's talk about the presentation. Oh my, oh my god. I okay. feel like a lot of the scenes that we see, like the landscapes and all that, like it's practically a character of the movie, you know? What oh, I, mean? I agree. Although I don't I didn't feel that way the first time I saw it. The first time I saw it, I'm just like, oh damn, it's snow, really? And it's just so much snow. I guess being like a Florida guy and like raised here, you just you automatically don't trust large areas of snow and they're so vast that my first thought when I saw it was just like this movie might be boring. I don't know, man. And that tricks... The first time I saw that, kind of tricked my brain into this monotony of Minnesota nice. That's what I think. It's not just the... I don't I mean, know. Yeah, we can... Just, it, looks, it looks so good. Yes. Those scenes... Both things are happening, though. So That's good. how I feel now, but, like, my first thought is, like, there's nothing out here. It's it's a very kind of... Ob- the first obvious thought. It's not like, oh, it's for some people. They're not always going to notice how artistic it is, but they will always see... Shit ton of snow. Like that that shot. One of my one of my favorite right. shots, even whenever I first saw it when I was like fifteen, one of my favorite shots was uh William H. Macy like it's like a it's like a wide aerial shot of William H. Macy 
His car is parked in the middle of the parking lot, and it's been snowing for a minute, so the whole parking lot is like white with snow. And then you just you see him walking out to his car after the father-in-law just took the the uh, yeah. the, the business venture that he was trying to get money for. There's, there's his father-in-law just took it. There's very few cars, and you see only his tracks. He could have gotten he could have gotten ten percent for a finder's fee for showing him. But he didn't even get that because he was like, I don't want to get, I want, I want, I want more than that. I want to be a partner. It's like I'm not gonna make you a partner for ten percent. Oh yeah, we didn't really go over that. We didn't. The well, relationship between the father and and, the, and Jerry, yeah, kind of the reason he's pulling this scheme off. He's in like, the first place. he's like, I'll. So put, he's just so yeah. defeated right then, man. Yeah. He's so defeated. That's why he has to fight with the ice. And yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So like, you see that like really wide shot of just him slowly walking to his car in the middle of an empty parking lot, like there's like covered in snow. And he walks over. The, he walks up to his car, and he's, he's got to like, he's got to do. I guess it's a regular Minnesota thing that you do right there in Brainerd. No, 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 right there in Brainerd. Right and, there yeah. In Brainerd. You pull out that. Uh, you pull out that ice scrape. Yeah. And just he has that like fucking breakdown or whatever. He just kind of beats up his car with it for yeah, a while. Just, yeah, I guess. Oh man, that's I guess just there a broken you man. see the facade fall a little bit, but not in front of other people. It's in the privacy of his own actions. Um, uh, I will say as. I saw the movie for the first time a couple months ago. You are, I have appreciated the the shots because I've been thinking about the movie a lot because mm-hmm. of this podcast, but when I was watching it, the plot itself is very gripping. Like, it's mm-hmm. pretty much distracts you, distracted me anyway, from a lot of this really gorgeous scenery that is, yeah. like, one of the main characters of this movie. Yeah. I think it's like the... De- you know, I think one of the, like, popular covers of, like, the DVDs or whatever is just white with, like, her out in the snow oh, next her, to a body. Over the body, yeah. yeah. like, and I'm like, yeah, that's that movie. Mm-hmm. You're out in the snow, and then there's this one instance of drama. You're surrounded by all this, like, monotony, just nothing changing, and there is a murder. Yeah. It's so conflicting. It's also such beautiful scenery. It just like, looks so I'm nice. I'm going to go to that part of the country. I mean, I can because we all have to work and shit like that, but like, you know. The cinematography. Is yeah, it looks so good. I want to, I do. I would love to it's drive. Just, like, it's like, that the show does really well there. as well. Are we going to get into the show? We can get into it a little bit, but I think less people have seen the show. I've never seen the show I mean, No, this I, is about, I, the, I this is about the, the movie, but, but, the show, but the show definitely does a good job of that as well. Yeah, it looks like Fargo. All three seasons, which are very different, look like Fargo. Yeah, it it does a good job of feeling like Fargo and its own thing at the same time. Yeah, it's funny that of all like the Coen Brothers movies, and I'm thinking of Oh Brother Where Art Thou oh, in particular. Great. Like they could they could have done a series on that. Oh yeah. Like you know, take the oh, same yeah, kind yeah. of style. Oh yeah, they could have done a series on Oh Brother. Yeah. You know, but now that we've seen Fargo, I've never seen the show. Loosely based everything on mythology. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Can you imagine like a farmer, like a farmer who's married, like flirting with some towns girl, and whenever his wife comes around, he like just pushes her away and starts like talking to a cow. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's Mississippi. Yeah, well, and well, that that guy would naturally be Zeus in the situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, big hot shot around town. Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff. It's like, oh, no, no, Donna, I was just talking to this here cat. <laughs> so, another, 
Another, I'm telling you, man. Well, I'm, I'm stuck we on gotta, this line. We gotta, that's, that's I'm telling you, we gotta write the networks. <laughs> that's how you make television. Dear Mr. Network, <laughs> I want to make a show about Southerners and Greek myths, and we'll call it this. I have a great bit about a cow. Please respond. There's a fucking lead. We're gonna move on from that. What? Uh, hold on, it's gonna come back to me. Talking about Fargo. That's right. Fargo. <laughs> the movie by the Coen brothers. It's good. You should watch it. And if you if you're this far into the podcast and you haven't watched it, then we did a bad job of people. Oh yeah. yeah like you you, saw you have first. we have ruined everything yeah. for you. Yeah. Oh, now I remember okay, so like another great part of this movie is that in a lot of ways it is very you keep hearing it say brutal. Like it's a brutal movie. It's, it's very brutal. visceral. Yeah. There's a lot of crazy stuff yeah, that happens. Crazy but stuff. I gotta say, eighty-five percent of the screen time is some of the most everyday, boring, awkward, everyday stuff. The movie is just like awkward everyday life of mm-hmm. Midwest American citizen. That is just that yep. is what Fargo is. Most of it yep. is that. You are in a situation that is terribly lifelike. It's terribly consistent with like, um, kind of like your everyday back. And a lot of the dialogue reminds me of like very casual. Of course, it's dressed up in the Minnesota Midwestern accent and stuff like that. It's got this nice. But we were saying how it relates to Southern hospitality. I think there's a lot of different cultures. They would just be like, yeah, we know what you're talking about. It's just the back and forth we mm-hmm. go through every day. And then that other um, 15% of the movie is this really brutal, (laughs) dark story filled with corruption, lies, betrayal, murder, greed, sex. And, like, that's the con. Then you go back to the polite, and you're there. One of the guys was real big. I don't think think he was American. The other guy was, like, he was funny looking. Funny looking out. Oh, you know, just kind of just funny, you know, just funny looking. That's a good joke to come back to. It's kind of a running gag to the yeah, to the comedy that is part of <laughs> So here's a, I just okay, like, what are I have I have a final thought, but I want to hear some of your guys. What are some final thoughts on Fargo? Um, so when well, we watched it a couple months ago, but before that, I watched it with you like a year before, right, Sam? Because we were talking about the show and we need to watch the show more. And it really shows the power of a movie because after watching three seasons at this point of a television show, you see how well it ties into a movie. Oh, yeah. As if it's this young universe, for lack of a better term. Now, everybody wants to do that with their face. And they reference other Coen Brothers movies too. Yes. The show does. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of a show specific thing. But that's that's kind of its own thing. Yeah, it, but it, yeah, it's, it references a Cohen's universe. It's like, still true to the universe that Fargo creates. I don't really re- remember um, the soundtrack of the movie. It's a score. It's a score. It's a score. I mean, yes. you know, same thing. Just mean that just means like, orchestra. Like, right? There's like a, mm-hmm. like a choir but I mean, like it's it's music. like it's mostly its own music. You know, it doesn't really have like. There's no like. There's no Guardians Stop. of the Galaxy awesome mix. Yeah. But just uh, probably just just string and choir. Just mm-hmm. I can see just kind of melancholy music playing while this over just stories. Um. So, question 
question to you guys, real quick. What, how do you think it stacks up against the other Coen Brothers films? Um, I really like it's it. It's got to be top five. Easily. Top five? Well, easily. Easily. Yeah, I mean, I can only ten. Think of well, what's what's your Coen well, what's your Coen Bros list? Well, there's uh, O Brother. There's got to be O Brother. There's Lady Killers. Uh, I haven't actually seen that one. It's really good. You should check it out. I think it's. I think I would classify that but as hidden gem because no one ever talks about it. I would say that about Hail Caesar. Hail Caesar. For Hail sure. Caesar is the perfect example of a typical Coen Brothers movie. Oh man. Which it's is so like good. it's funny, but it's well made and it looks great. It's not just about the jokes. <laughs> and like most Coen Brothers movies that people like to talk about later, it doesn't do well when it comes out, and then people start talking about it years later, like The Big Lebowski. So, oh, but we're still. Uh, the big, we're, I forgot that was a yeah, Coen Brothers. Yeah, but we're still movie. doing this about Coen Brothers movies. It's like why, like why can't the pop, like the film going population? Raising Arizona. Figure out. Oh man, yeah. Raising Arizona. That's one of my favorite ones. I really that like that. Is, I haven't seen that since I was so. You should put that on the see, list. See, Fargo's great. I got it. It's in the room. I, I have not. See, seen Fargo's that great. But I always like the Coens when it's like a comedy that's also intense and violent mm. and. Did great. they do No Country for Old Men? Yes, they yeah. did. Okay, I didn't see that either. I never saw Did I say True Grit already? No, you didn't. Did they, oh, do, a, did yeah, they, they do the remake? Yeah, they did the remake, True Grit. Oh, Damn, man, so that they was so good. Their, it's awesome, dude. Nine Jeff so Bridges. Far. Yeah. Has anyone seen Barton Fink? No, I haven't. Barton Fink. Barton Fink. I guess we gotta put that on yeah, the we'll list. Yeah, put that on the list. And I think so, it's one of the few, and I, I, be honest, I started watching the, excuse me, Miller's Crossing, one of the first movies. I've never heard of that. It's like a gangster uh, movie. Burn After Reading. I think. That's one of theirs that I never I've, saw. I've heard of it, never seen it. Brad Pitt and George Clooney are in it. Yeah, and I'm like, why have I never heard of that? Also makes me concerned. But maybe we should put it on the list, check it out. Yeah, just to see. Man, I, I want to watch Hail Caesar again. Yeah, I would do that. I do a podcast on Hail Caesar. Yep. That's the That'd one. My so that, that, would be, that would be the first movie we all have seen and agree that we watch because it's that important. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it's so good. That's so, so good. any other movies? But I can't, I can't is, think of any is, other No, I think that's all of them. But so, how do you guys think Fargo stacks up? Fargo's like top, top three or four. I'm putting um, top three. But I really like the, I really like it raising Arizona in the comedies. Because anytime yeah, someone can make a good, so com- anytime someone can make a good comedy that's funny, but also just a well-made movie anyway, like it looks great, the plot is great, it's well-paced. Let me see. It's Let, like a comedy plus movie. I like, I respect that more. A little bit more, a little I, more than just like a drama. I That's a well-made movie. It's supposed to be well-made. I like what you're saying because yeah. a lot of people don't respect comedies. No, a lot of comedies, and I'm that way sometimes too. I picked up a movie for five bucks because they had a bunch of jokes in it, and it was dumb, and I laughed my ass off because it's really funny. And that movie is strange. Well, it's starring Steve Zahn. I picked it up for five bucks. Uh, I don't regret <laughs> any of it. That movie's ridiculous. It's not a great yeah. script. It's, it's funny as hell. It's so not good. But, but it's that's the problem you'll get, with comedy. You get some chuckles out of it. They assume since it's funny, it's not as not as important or it's not as well made, and that's crap. Well, I thought I thought like okay, so I'm thinking. Fargo's in the top three. I like what you said about comedies because I still think of Brother Where Art Thou is there's something oh, about yeah, that the, movie is just so good. The detail, the level of detail in that yeah, movie. Yeah, they create that all, their own well, world. Watch Fargo. Really like, watch Fargo like, about four or five more times. No, okay. Here's, yeah, yeah. That's what I want to say. I want to. I've only seen it once. I want to rewatch it. See if I can catch more of the detail. But I like. I'm like okay. Oh, Brother Where Art Thou, um, Fargo, and. 
I mean, I really liked Hail Caesar. I, re- I yeah, thought that movie I, was I like fantastic. I would love to do... We could talk more about that later. Yeah, it works on like three or four different levels, man. That's what I'm saying. That movie might be... It might be their... I, it's hard to say it, right? It's hard to say it. It might like, be Fargo's hard. awesome, but there's not a lot of jokes in Fargo. Yeah, it's just it's it's, it's Hail Caesar yeah. is just so entertaining. Yeah, it's, per, it's they put so on such funny. a show. Oh, there's a bunch of different things happening besides the big spectacle of the movies and the absurd '50s plot, and somehow making fun of what '50s by portraying how it really was versus what people thought it was in TV and movies, and plus. There's just gags. Yep. There's yeah. just silly gags. That silly gags all over the place. So, um, I want to say one more thing about the movie, which is something that relates to the scene when William H. Macy pulls up and he sees his father-in-law's dead body in the snow. This is when, like, this is that turning point Sam was talking about. This is something Sam said about Fargo. Do you remember what you said? Which point? No, this is when we first watched the, the movie. When the trunk opened? The trunk, no, this is this is not, we haven't covered this in the podcast. with something great that Sam said about Fargo. Because she said there's no jokes. And I'm like, yeah, there's definitely no jokes. But Fargo makes you laugh in places. You, it makes yeah. you, this is something, yeah. I want Sam to say it because you are the one who came up with this. This is not my idea. You, it, you remember it, this? Fargo... Far- Fargo. It's not that there's jokes in Fargo. It's just it's just that there are there are points in Fargo that are hilarious that shouldn't be hilarious. So are you laughing? You're more or less laughing because you're uncomfortable, but also it's just like really, really, that's your plan or that's that that's what's happening in the movie now. And it's just, a movie, so you know well, it's all well. Just just like it's not even that. It's just like the, those moments, like whenever he pulls up and you see the trunk pop open. Like it's funny. You laugh. You it's laugh funny. when that happens. It's just like oh my god. That's what. It, that's <laughs> that's where we are now. Okay. When because it's a ridiculous thing for him to do. When you it's see just, the wife hit herself and falls to the ground, you laugh. They give it to you like that. It's yeah. funny. And it's then slapstick comedy. After you laugh, you're like, I really shouldn't have laughed at I'm that. I'm a bad person. I'm a bad person. That's like, that movie kept doing that it to me. It does that to you over, over, over and over again. It's a weird movie. Like it's that, a very Like the whole, the whole yeah, right no here in Brainerd. The whole right here in Brainerd scene. Oh, right here in Brainerd. Like, like, I'm laughing my ass out of that whole scene. Like, <laughs> I just, just thought we might be able to take care of that right here in Brainerd. Because Steve Buscemi's just being, like, ridiculous... Like, he's trying. He's trying, and he's obviously trying. That's he's the thing. It's, like, it's obvious what he's doing, and Lost World is doing the smart thing, and the cop is like just copping it hard, like just really like, what's this? Sir? Step out of the car, please. Oh yeah, yeah. that was a bad boy. That's so, a bad that's idea. Trunk, please, We're sir. talking about when Steve Buscemi tries to buy, bribe the cop. Tries to bribe the cop, which is what set off this kind is, of yeah. the uh, that chain of events. The violent. Cause that kind Violet of, spree. Before then, no one had gotten her. You know what? If he had well, not they, tried they, to they the knocked car, out the fucking they knocked wife. Out the wife. They did. Yeah, I am. She's, she's quiet as brain. Car, that's but, brain damage at the very least. But if he wouldn't have done that, it, the cop, may, I guess, may have let it go. Because the story he's telling the cop is like, "Well, we just bought it. We haven't changed the tags over yet." Mm. Which the cop might not have. There's no other reason other than their tags are weird. That's it. They might. They might have not even had tags. They had the dealer tags, dealer tags. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's just a yeah. So if he just would have tried to be an ass about it and try and bribe a cop, they might have gotten away with it. 
And by the way, by bribe, well, we mean well, he hands he didn't, the cop. He didn't have any cash. kind of registration. The cop wanted to see registration. Oh, he right. didn't okay. have any yeah, kind yeah, of registration. So he just, but he just, I don't know, just bribe the cop. Just seems like he's just kind of a hell mary he, swing. He didn't you know? really, he didn't really have much to go on. Yeah, it was a hell mary swing. But then Lost World handled it because he then. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, he handled it. He handled he his handled head it. and he handled the pistol and then he handled the cop. I will say that for up. those who can't see, Sam is using air quotations when he's saying handled it. <laughs> and yes, indeed. So. Oh yeah, he quote mode handled it. End quote mode. That's, did you try to sound like a robot? Looking for you, man. That was, that was, that was so, I like it. Thanks. End quote mode. Keep up. Okay. I was asking. I was, I was so, I have a final comment on this movie. This is your third final comment, so. Damn, I am on a roll. <laughs> All right, final comments. Oh, man, I'm like oh, a Dragon on. Ball Z episode. <laughs> 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 so yeah. So, uh, what's your third final comment? Okay, third so, final comment. Comment. so this is the last thing I have to say about this. So, Margie. Oh, Margie. You're making some notes. Alright, wait, wait, wait. Margie yeah. versus Predator. Oh, dude! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God! What? Oh, my God! Oh, my God! Margie versus What's up, crew? If you got any idea of what you would like for us to talk about on the minute or on Movie Night Autopsy podcast, hit us up on the social medias. You can hit us up on Twitter at Movie underscore Autopsy. Check us out on Facebook at Movie Night Autopsy. Always feel free to email us, contact at MovieNightAutopsy.com.